Welcome to another episode of Block Talk presented by Theater the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Did you know there is an easy way to help support the podcast and keep the show going? Buy Me a Coffee is an incredible new platform where you, the loyal Block Talk audience, can say thank you to your favorite host. All you have to do is show support with a few taps by leaving a little tip that's just like buying me a cup of coffee. And the great thing is, you don't even need to create an account. Visit buymecoffee.com slash blocktalk and keep Block Talk going strong like a cup of coffee. And as always, follow me on Instagram at michaelblocktalk, on Twitter at blocktalknyc, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Sometimes it's easier to just go with the obvious easy vote, especially when the victim of the vote essentially just sucks at playing Survivor. It's time to discuss all things Survivor 42. <laughs> and joining me is Connor. Hello. Welcome back. Hi. Thank you. I just don't like Daniel as a game player, so I'm going to shade him every opportunity you get. <laughs> I'm here with you. I'll be I'm ready to shade for all the shade. Wow. What a terrible game player. And he's a super fan. The super frames always be doing this. <laughs> like, it's true. It really, really is. They're always the ones that flame out. All right. Well, before so. we get to the survivor of it all, um, listeners, let's 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 get it out of the way. This episode airing is episode 450, which means we are 50 episodes away from 500. Oh. The countdown is on. I'm excited. I don't know who I'm going to have for my fifth, 500th guest yet i have a couple options i haven't figured it out yet so listeners if you have any suggestions of reasonable names uh, let me mm. know um i'm not going to get rupaul i'm not going to get michelle visage i know y'all want it it's not going to happen um like we're being realistic here so just throw out names and i'll see what i can do i'll keep playing the game where i uh, tag them on instagram and some of them will respond where some of them will look at my story and then never acknowledge me <laughs> you'll see the little view yeah and i'm like that's great, Sasha Valor. Let's have a conversation. We met before. Come on. <laughs> nothing, nothing. It's fine. Uh, so, yeah, we're getting there. 50 episodes away. I'm maybe. It's impressive. Congrats. Right? Thanks. I may do some, like, uh, every week or so, like, do some, like, statistics or stats of, like, what's happened on the podcast, who's been on. I don't know. We'll see. I'm just excited. I like milestones. So. But Survivor 42, not a milestone season, but a pretty good one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually really liking it so far, um, especially last season. I, you know, liked certain parts of it, but this one has overall been uh, much stronger, in my opinion. It's, really it's enjoying really, the cast. Yeah, the cast is great. What's really weird is the twists are still essentially the same, but they're being played out better. And yeah. it's not like, I mean, the producers had a little bit of time to adjust things, but they haven't really changed it. It really depends on how who's out there playing. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's as uh, viewers, it makes it easier that we already got, got the introduction to exactly. these twists um, last season. And that that was like a big focus, a lot, a lot of the airtime, the, the screen time. But now we know them better. And the cast still doesn't know these twists, which makes right. it great to watch. Um, so yeah, I agree. It's um, They're playing out really fun ways, especially the the phrases of it all, which I'm sure we'll get into. Oh, we will. Now, um, without revealing who winner picks or anything, because we'll save that for the end, who are some of your standouts of the season? Yeah, um, I'm really liking the Green Tribe as a whole. 
okay. so high especially um mm-hmm. i was um liking chanel <laughs> and then she kind of played that um tribal a couple tribals ago played it a little messy but you know still rooting for her um love marianne <laughs> she's mm-hmm. <laughs> quite a bit but um i mean she's bringing, listen at bringing this point some... i i don't know how you watch your um rupaul's drag race but if you watch on the vh1 app there's always been there's like at least two or three times the survivor commercial comes on it's always her like yeah are they trying to let us know she's going to win or are they trying to let us know this is who you should be liking the other person right. that they've been showing recently now is mike just an observation we'll see what happens but they're good people to get you into the show because they're average americans they're really they good people yeah i am yeah, i was gonna say mike as well um omar's great too romeo is good I, i'm glad we got to see more of him this episode yeah so overall there's not not one person i like really am not doing i mean even tori um it's you know She's being Listen, messy. <laughs> we don't, we're not going to get to talk about Tori at all this episode. And because of that, I was like, I just have to have this um, photo as my background because she looks a mess yet again. Yeah. So that's going to be my theme. If she's on the show, I can use a terrible photo of her. I'm going to. I don't yeah. like her. She is evil. <laughs> but I, yeah. that we'll, we'll get into that next week, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when, yeah. I, mean, I, I, I don't, I didn't like her. Yeah. But you know what? She's at least playing, playing yeah, a little she messy. Is fine. All right, let's talk about them. It's night nine, and it was a blindside for Roxroy. Romeo and Drea got Tori to vote for Swati and not telling Roxroy. Romeo knew Roxroy would vote for Tori regardless. Romeo's going to tell Roxroy about Swati telling everyone that everyone was their number one and tells him he wouldn't go against her. He claims that he's happy about not knowing and them doing it the way they did, but he just feels duped. And rightly so. Yeah. This was a good move, I think, for Romeo and Andrea because they they know Roxroy's gameplay. They know what kind of social player he is. He would have blown up. Yeah, I was a little torn on on this whole move at the last episode, where like I didn't. I, I at first I was thinking it would be better to keep uh, to keep Swati, uh, even though you know she got basically blown up with the whole number one thing. Yeah. Um, but in hindsight, I think it is it was the right move. Uh, just because if they had gone back to tribal, it would have, you know, potentially been a two-two um, with Roxford and Swati. But yeah, definitely, definitely the right move to not tell him. Um, I mean, going into the merge, the dynamics are going to be all crazy. So yeah, there's a chance he could flip. I mean, Tori even said she would flip <laughs> in mm-hmm. her confessional. <laughs> so yeah, so Roxford knows his social game is crap, and Tori, if you didn't notice, mouths. That's true. Oh, she's terrible. Roxroy says he'll ride their social coattails. Andrea says they have to remain four strong. So how does this make Tori feel? Well, it makes her laugh. There's no unity on her end. As she said, as you said, she will be the first person to jump ship. She's focused on, he, he is focused on the shelter and not playing the game they're playing. That being said, she will still suck up to him. She knows the social cues. She's not playing a bad social game. She's just not necessarily a good person. Yeah, I would argue she's not that great of a social player either. Um, well, I mean, she, her cues, she's she reads people well. Um, mm-hmm. she's just, I mean, she got saved, so she has to be a decent social player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she, I would credit more towards like the other players just seeing totally. um, Zach and then Swati as a bigger threat. 
I don't know how much work <laughs> she did herself. But I mean, yeah, she definitely has a good read on the fact that Roxbury's social game is, is pretty bad. He's very old school very uh, survivor, which I'm en I'm enjoying watching because uh, we don't see many of those these days. Um, Not at all. But yeah, it's clearly clashing with the rest of the players on his tribe. I'm interested to see, um, you know, how he interacts. Well, we do see him interact with another person later. Yes, we that, do. But yeah, so overall, yeah, she's she definitely read the the whole thing where she was like she for sure makes me made me laugh um yeah it'll be it'll be really interesting to see there's no way that her and rox are gonna are gonna ever like be on the same page though never ever well it's the next morning drea and romeo are alone discussing that it's time to go idol hunting romeo knows that this is a big step for them to go out together so let's learn a little bit about romeo's backstory he works with women as a pageant coach Look at him being shorter than all of those pageant queens. Right. <laughs> I was like, come on, put you just you're in a picture, put yourself in heels. Come on. He likes working with strong, independent women, and that's what he saw in Drea. His biggest role model in his life is his mom, as she is the strongest woman he knows. She sacrificed a lot for them. Uh, also clock that Times Square photo. That was the gayest photo I've ever seen on Survivor. <laughs> I was like, I know every homosexual who has taken that photo just right. that way, looking into the distance. So gay. I loved it. Um, he feels that he is coaching Drea to be an even better survivor player. And guess what? It worked. They go off searching and Drea finds the idol literally out in the open. Yeah. What the fuck? It was just hanging on a branch. Like, I mean, it is the literally just sitting there. Advantage, but. Um, so there's that. But I feel like the other two had a little harder time finding it. It was like in something. This yeah, just... yeah, yeah. I don't really remember like... how exactly the other ones were hidden, but this one was just right there. I think they just the producers probably moved it. Like, <laughs> right. I mean, I, mean, I know that she's because... partially blind, but that's not an excuse here. Yeah, and like I think they're just they were like, okay, the two other tribes have found the idol. These tr these phrases are not working out. We need someone on. Um, <laughs> on the blue tribe to find the idol. So they're like, all right, we'll just put it on a branch. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, she opens it and it's time to find out what her phrase is. Cause we know what the rules are. Her phrase is, and I quote, potatoes have skin. I have skin. Am I a potato? Yeah. Um, this was, so I don't know if you saw the whole controversy over the quote unquote spoiler of like, in the promo they were showing tori saying this right. phrase or tori's right. face so obviously that was a red herring she didn't find it which i'm happy about because right well I it sounded Drea like her from... voice too and that's why i got confused yeah. so maybe she reads it at some point later but yeah continue i think it was after listening i think it was marianne saying it so probably marianne saying it from like her rules and then they cut it okay. over a shot of tori and then apparently they re-recorded it with just like probably someone from production saying it. Right. So they were really trying to throw us off. Um, but clearly I'm happy for Drea. Like that whole scene was great. Uh, mm -hmm. Highlighting. We finally got some Romeo backstory. Um, and yeah, I think uh, I think they could definitely make a deep run as a pair. They were a lot of fun to watch together. Yeah. And no, Drea was... I, we, I could see them being a Shan Ricard duo where some they're going to get to a point where they'll be like, fuck you, bye. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that for sure. Um, and I love Drea saying the thing about like how most women are just like commenting on yeah. how, you know, women don't find idols, which is happening more obviously now um, the past couple seasons, but um, it's definitely some on-point commentary. Totally. 
Um, she's the strong woman who's finding these idols. And now yes. she has three. She has that. She has the extra vote and the advantage in her, which I'm still kind of unsure how that works. She's survivor rich. Yeah. Gets that well, episode title. What we learn, though, is when she does finish the note, she can, can deduct that Marianne does, in fact, have the idol as she has heard the buddy quote multiple times. Mm-hmm. Many times to the point of Marianne, you gotta shut your mouth, please. Right, and Marianne, I think, oh, has like the hardest phrase if you're gonna like rank them, because how are you but supposed she's to? She's so think? good at it. She is. She's yeah, so she good brought at it up. It. Yeah, and um, yeah, I think the potato, the potato uh, phrase is probably one of the e- probably the easiest because you can talk about yeah. food, but um, yeah, it's interesting uh, that. Well, now she obviously knows that she does not know that Mike has the other one, but we'll learn well, later. Let's let's head over to Taku. It's a rainy morning, and we hear the sounds of falling rain and Marianne talking and talking and talking. Her and Lizzie are discussing the game of Mario Kart and how Marianne is apparently the best at it. I haven't played Mario Kart in a very long time, um, but I was pretty good at it. How are you at Mario Kart? I'm good. I uh, was big into it like when I was younger, and then I got back into it again when I uh, during the pandemic got a Nintendo Switch playing all the time um, you know not one of the best but who, who is your um, player who do you play as um, so I'm switched between Daisy and Toad those are my two okay um, if, if anyone needed to know if you're homosexual you just revealed it yeah Daisy. there it is <laughs> yeah Daisy yeah the homosexuals love Peach Daisy uh-huh this conversation is gonna drive jonathan insane as we watch him just try to be zen he doesn't know why there just can't be silence Lindsay and marianne get a montage of talking and jonathan's out he is done they're gonna play a game of hot and cold where he's finding his canteen and he's just not playing along properly and they're like come on and he's just not feeling it so he needs to go off before we continue but this is what this was a weird edit for jonathan I, I guess we needed to have some dissension on the orange tribe, but this was weird. Yeah, it was. I mean, obviously you had, uh, you know, the whole we're a strong four in the last episode. Um, but yeah, he's really kind of came out of nowhere a little bit. Um, you know, with Marianne, I, the vibe I got from watching from the beginning was like, she's, you know, entertaining TV, but would be probably a little hard to live with. Yeah. Talks all the time. Um, and that kind of stuff, Survivor, like, you got to be self-aware about that. Mm-hmm. Jonathan, on the other hand, like, is really making it known that he's annoyed with her. Absolutely. Um, I thought it was interesting, I mean, because they were showing, like, Marianne and Lindsay both being, like, really, really talkative, but um, Jonathan really is only annoyed with the Marianne of it all, um, well, as Lindsay's his number one. But, yeah, he was uh, clashing hard. <laughs> he was. So he's going to become Aquaman and go fishing. He comes back and while chopping wood, it's going to hit Marianne and it blows up. Jonathan doesn't yell because he knows if he does, he'll be labeled as a villain for yelling at a girl that is 5'2". He tries to explain that if he's wielding a hatchet to be careful, but then she claims that it's her workspace. And I was like, what? You have designated workspaces for each person? This argument is petty. Yeah. (laughs) It was ultra petty. Like, it was clearly going nowhere. Yeah. Like, Jonathan and Lindsay are going to walk to the water well, and Marianne is panicking now that they may be discussing her. And well, she's, she's, she's right. Jonathan wants her out, and Lindsay says, 
that she is a little annoying, but she doesn't commit to saying that Marianne has to go, which I found interesting as well. Mm-hmm. She's, I really like her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she is, I think, you're good at playing both sides of it all. Meanwhile, um, Omar doesn't want this stupid fight to rip them apart. He also finds Marianne annoying, but she has the potential immunity idol and the extra vote. They need her. Come merge. If the other tribes see this, they will pick her up. Mm-hmm. Very intuitive. Um, I feel like Orange is at this point where they're not going to tribal, so we have to learn a little bit of something. Uh, kind of like how we didn't learn anything about Blue last season. So this obviously is a precursor foreshadowing for something to come. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I as soon as, you know, episode two or three, when we started to see Jonathan really being the challenge beast of the season, like no one's even close <laughs> to him. Right. I was like, well, he's going to be the first merge boot, like for sure, yeah. unless he wins immunity. Um, so, yeah, I think that's, you know, the core of what they're showing us these, uh, these disagreements and everything, because I think that the Taku tribe is going to be the first one targeted next week honestly um but it is great that we're seeing the internal dynamics uh even though they haven't been to tribal for a few episodes um so yeah there i mean clearly you have jonathan and Lindsay as a strong pair omar and um it's definitely you know in good with both marianne and the pair so yeah i think i could see omar coming out of the (laughs) the tribe Mm -hmm. in terms of making it the farthest uh but yeah we'll have to see um I think Marianne's going to be one of those people that the other tribes clearly see as like maybe a little on the outs right. and try and pick her up and use her as a vote. Um, but yeah, there's clearly not the strong four that. <laughs> not at all. Sure. Let's visit our green tribe. Mike, after 10 days, really thought they were going to merge. Not so fast, buddy. Hi thinks the tribe is tense. It smiles when they're around each other, but he doesn't trust them. Daniel and Chanel agree that if they both make merge, bygones are bygones. But High notes that Daniel and Chanel game both blew up, and he thinks maybe Chanel is a better target since she's not transparent. The easy vote, if he and Lydia want to make the merge, is Chanel. More on that later. We're going to go fishing right now, and then we're going to work on fire. Daniel will give the tribe a B for morale, a D- minus for performance, so he's going to be the one to go fishing. He's out in the water, and while he's out there, it's time to talk about Daniel. He says that he is as much a fisherman as an arsonist is is as much a fireman, but he wanted to do it. He's having fun and enjoying himself, but Lydia says that if he comes out with a limp arm, she swears to God. High says he can't compete in physical challenges, but he can go fishing. Something's fishy. High's going to get Mike and Chanel involved in this conversation. Look, the morale is upped. Yeah, all it takes is Daniel to leave camp. <laughs> right? Mike will tell uh, us that Daniel has told them he can't swim, which is why he sits out of them, the challenges. And yet, look how far that coral reef is. <sighs> yeah, that was... Um, this kid is yeah, curious. I, <laughs> I almost like kind of forgot about the whole bur- shoulder thing up until this uh, moment. Um, but yeah, I guess it makes sense. He hasn't been sitting in... Performing well, any of the I challenges. Just, I have to imagine that like he must talk about it a lot. Yeah. The way they were discussing this. Yeah, they were like really harping on it. Um, although, and as much as I'm not a fan of Daniel, I was kind of relating to him in this moment because I'm like, you always see these like spearfishing montages on Survivor of like yeah. the Aussies of the world and 
um, you know, the other golden boys, but like he was really talking about how you, you know, you kind of just look awkward as fuck when you're doing it. Like, how would you not... do as um, a fisherman? Um, you know, I'd like, I really have very little fishing experience. Um, you know, my dad never took me much as a kid, but uh, spear fishing, I think that's something I've always like, you know, dreamed of in terms yeah. of like, oh, I'll go on Survivor and, and catch a lot of fish. But I would probably be the Daniel in this situation and <laughs> just looking super awkward, like with my lanky body, trying to catch some fish, probably miss it, like just taking many stabs, trying to get these like small little fish and, and not getting any of them. And my tribe would probably also be talking shit about me while I was doing it. Um, but yeah, I would probably at least have the self-awareness not to do it when I have a so-called Fair. injury. Well, Daniel wow. reveals that his aim sucks and Michael asks him if it was hard to swim and he says that he finds it meditating and relaxing. So Daniel did not pick up on that little cue. Chanel is going to ask Mike if he is going to try to activate his idol. He says no, as he wants to keep it a secret until they merge, then no one will know he has one. He only has to say the sentence to activate it. He feels if they get to merge without anyone knowing he has the idol, it's a gamble, but it may pay off. If he hears the other two phrases, he has to make an immediate decision. What a great segue to get to the immunity challenge. Yeah. Tribes, Can I just say real quick? Yeah, like, go ahead. He, I was, he was actually making a lot of sense here about like not saying the phrase. And I don't know if they changed the rules from last season, but I don't think last season the idols would be activated unless the phrases were said. Right. But the fact that he, like in this situation, if he just didn't say it, he would have an idol next round. Right. Um, but also he wouldn't have his vote. So that's a big factor, especially since they did go to tribal. But yeah, it's, you know, especially with now this whole phrase thing, it really makes, in my opinion, idols have less power because if, if mm-hmm. you know, everyone's telling their tribes about this phrase thing, then if you say the phrase, then people are going to know you have an idol and it really has much less power. Um, people might even try and take you out with the idol in your pocket. So really? he had a good mindset here. Um, but yeah, obviously, you know, he had, he had to make the split second decision, which we'll get into. <laughs> All right. Well, the tribes come in and it's the first time Orange Green are seeing the new blue tribe without Swati. And Marianne is, of course, shocked. <laughs> and guess what? It's bunny rabbit time. It's that classic case at this point. Um, she got right Mary, into it. <laughs> she just dove into it. And I feel like at Indeed. this point, if everyone else is not clued in, they're like, oh, my God, this is embarrassing. Yeah. With Marianne saying it, Drea says they're hungry and going crazy. Like they got a potato and she was staring at it and she says her phrase. Mike is like, oh, fuck. Marianne (laughs) loves food and wants to marry it. And Mike, he has something to say. He's going to tell us that there is such grace in the game of soccer. It makes him cry. Romeo and Drea know. Marianne knows. The idols are activated boom time to retire the phrase twist we're done yeah never again we don't need it anymore we don't need a twist to it you know any variation of it this two is seasons it. it was a lot of fun but let's be honest it is going to break the game for a couple seasons to come because people are just going to say weird shit to think make other people think there's idols playing yeah yeah i mean i would i would do that to like you know psych people out just start saying random what stuff would, challenges. what would your phrase be what would it be about oh it would probably be food related <laughs> yeah um i'll probably talk about like pineapples or some some something pineapples, real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah 
Uh, you can well, make a pineapple on pizza reference. You know, that's always controversial. <laughs> oh my God, it's the most controversial. Do you, do you approve of it? I'm a, I do. I'm a pineapple okay. on pizza guy coming out okay. as that. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you were very, very brave to um, come yeah. out and reveal you like that. I still respect you. Are you? You're, you're not, I'm assuming. <laughs> uh, it's not my favorite. I'm not. I'm going to go one further. I want to come out and say I'm not a big pizza person. Oh, wow. I don't like pizza. No, that's a hot take. I know. Mar- uh, marinara sauce, not my favorite. Yeah. White pizza, I can do. Like a, a, a something fancy. I'm bougie, I guess. Okay. It's fine. So you would not like the Survivor pizza then because that's... No. <laughs> no. I do not want soggy old bread with toppings on it. Yeah, they don't even make that look good when they when they no. show it. <laughs> and, words. and like I said last season, uh, when they did the weird reunion type thing, Finally, Jeff is eating the pizza. There will never be pizza on the show again because now he tastes how terrible it is. Yep, exactly. <laughs> okay, now that that was all over, let's get ready for the challenge. In this challenge, oh, also, it's, they, for, um, okay. it's not even for food. It's for a tarp. Like, Oh, yeah. They're, the rewards this season have been pretty trash <laughs> Yeah, so far. So in this challenge, they will race up over a tall net ramp. One player will unbraid a rope with a key, which will unlock a machete, use the machete to drop a load of sandbags, which will be fired at two targets. First two tribes who finish get immunity and not food. As you mentioned, there is a reward. It is a big tarp and a little tarp. Or as um, RuPaul would say, a willow tarp. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I got sick of that shit so quickly. We all <laughs> did. And I think that I think I think the producers and everyone working on the show said it's not funny. Stop it, because he yeah. did stop it for a little bit. Yeah. First two tribes who finish will get immunity and a tarp. And I'm like, why can't they just start with a tarp at this point? Right. They're already not They're giving not them giving rice. Them rice. <laughs> Give them a tarp. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, my, uh, I'm not a big fan of the whole, like, I get it's Survivor and they're supposed to suffer, but, like, I don't know. I don't think it's that that entertaining to watch people just, like, have literally nothing. Even though the season is shorter. And we still haven't checked in on High about his eating habits. Like, what, how's he doing? Right, right. They did a little reference to that, but um, yeah, I mean, it, they also haven't had rewards, so um, yeah, they're really running on empty. I'm, yeah. I'm not sure. Hopefully High's getting some food. I hope so. Well, Daniel will sit out again because he has very little to add. No shit, Sherlock. <laughs> As that was usual, a, that was a funny. Uh, that, I think that's right. A, it's going to be a meme. I have the very, I have very little value to add. Oh yeah. As mean, usual, the challenge is much ado about nothing. Uh, it is fairly even. Uh, I will say, Tori and a machete is a very scary prospect. Please take away anything sharp from the blonde girl. Um, yeah. No more. Do not do it. <laughs> yeah, get her away from it. Um, that's dangerous. Drea gets a target. Roxroy gets another. Eco wins. Not who I expected to win the challenge, but good for them. Yeah, it's going to be a battle of green and orange. And of course, Jonathan saves the day. Gets a target as Mike falls short. Green is going to tribal, and someone is going to go home tonight. But first, two players are going to go on a journey. It's going to be Lydia, and joining her will be Roxroy. And welcome to the revival of the odd couple. Yeah, this was extremely awkward like i part of me was like oh like this is probably the last um journey or whatever whatever they want to call it before the merge um last season we had shannon liana i think for the last one before the merge Uh so like maybe this this could be a pairing that it was far they're kind of an unlikely duo but no it was 
straight up awkwardness this whole like time. The they twist, did not want to share. The twist this season are working out better. The journey summit is working out better last season. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I don't, I can't think of any, um, you know, pairs that or pairs or trios that have gone together that I could actually see working together. <laughs> right. It's yielded to nothing. Cause at this point we've already lost Jenny. Um, mm. And Drea and Shin and uh, Marianne, I do not see getting along. I just don't, I can't see them ever interacting well. Um, and then we had Omer and who did Omer go with? Omar and Chanel, because they remember they both right. missed their votes. Right, right. Um, so there's going to be some that, there, maybe. Right, I don't see anything with. working there. And then this one, I weird, but this is how the game plays. This is what you do. Yeah, so, let's so talk we about only this. have, we do have like the, I guess for cross-tribal connections, we have the amulet, so. But right, that kind of hasn't not... been referenced at all. <laughs> exactly. Um, let's talk about the journey. Rox and Lydia are at the top of the summit, and they admire the view. Um, again, this is an odd pairing, but Let's get into Lydia's backstory. She says that Survivor breaks you down and everything is stripped away. She's learning that she is comfortable in her own skin. She struggled with body image issues and coming on Survivor, she knew being open with her body was going to be an issue. There's a source of why she started dressing the way she did. She was trying to hide and you can only be open out there. And I found it very interesting because I don't know if you've um, perused her social media, but um, I don't know if they're close or whatever, but one of her good friends is Billie Eilish, and she's another one who wears oh, yeah. oversized clothing because of body issues and and uh, not wanting to be objectified for the body. So very fascinating, very very interesting. Yeah, I did not. I follow her on social media. She's very funny. Like I love her on Hilarious. Twitter. She's uh, so Lydia funny. Lydia Chlamydia, as she's known on Twitter. <laughs> I did why, not. Why? 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 <laughs> No, that's just her. That's like her Twitter name. It's like a oh, self-given I, I was, name. It's not okay. No, it's no, no. not like she got it's it. Not like a, sitting... No, no, no. I think it's just a joke. Um, but yeah, she's she's great on Twitter. I did not know about the Billie Eilish thing, but yeah, this this was a really good segment. I liked it. I don't. I think I feel like body image issues really haven't been discussed much on Survivor. No, never ever in the past. Yeah, maybe at all. So definitely good that she's like you know talking about it, normalizing it, because um, yeah. it obviously is, is very common. So, yeah, this was good. And, you know, we had not really seen much of her backstory up until now, uh, right. even though she was the, one of the targets in that tribal. Um, so, yeah, great to see. Uh, and, yeah, it was... Uh, if the the Lydia and Rocks of it all didn't really yield much, at least we got, okay. got to hear more about her, her life. Right. Well, hopefully I'll get a chance to talk to Lydia at some point on the podcast because one of her besties is one of my guests on the show. Um, oh, so yeah. that'll be fun. Um, and hopefully is she, New, is she New York? No, um, I'm not sure where she's essentially located, but yeah. um, um, her her friend is Reese Havoc, who's been a guest on the show before. Um, and hopefully I'll be able to get Mariah on um, the podcast as well because we're connected through my mom and yeah, she's she's, oh, nice. she's very sweet, very sweet. Yeah, she seems sweet. Um, she uh, the other day was the two year anniversary of my dad's passing, and I put something on Facebook, and she liked the status, and I was like, "That's very sweet." That felt oh, that's very really nice. All right, it's time for Rox to get some intel from Lydia. She doesn't know who is on the chopping block tonight, but she is nervous <laughs> to not being there. She is a decent. She is in a decent position, but she mentioned she was on the bottom, and she doesn't want to give too much of her on her tribe. Rock's first impression of Lydia was she was someone who was in trouble. And I was like, okay, 
interesting, but he didn't want to give too much away either. So he says, who was tight? And Lydia wanted to get a feel of how camp life was and she was getting nothing from him. Like usual, we got the same song and dance, Prisoner's Dilemma, what will you two do? But they both feel like they need to save their tribes. We're going to see Roxroy protect his vote as he fears uh, she might risk it for the biscuit. But Lydia knows having an advantage in the game is important. It doesn't come very often as it's very hard to get an advantage, but she is scared to not have a vote. So she protects it. No drama. Yeah, she, um, I mean, I think for one, she definitely played it well as she could about talking about her position in the tribe. She didn't lie saying she was a target no. of the last tribal, uh, no. but she also kind of didn't say, oh, I'm kind of in the power position now. Right. Um, Roxroy didn't share anything. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely, she made the right move here. I'm like Chanel who literally when she went on the journey, she said, my vote is very important. And then she still risked it. Um, Lydia's, her vote is definitely crucial here. I mean, I think Roxroy could have afforded to risk it since, you know, they're very close to merge, but, uh, he's yeah. still stuck playing old school survivor. He's not, he wasn't going to do it. There's yeah. No way no, not the type of player he is, no. but yeah, Lydia definitely made the right move. I mean, they're at, they're at a. Potentially could have been a 2-2 again if she risked her vote. So definitely the right move for her. You know, they are really close to merge. She doesn't know that it's next, but, um, you know, it's, it's an extra vote. Like, they're, I feel like extra votes are rarely super powerful in Survivor. Steal a vote. Those are, those are what do it. Oh, yeah. But. Let's go back to our green tribe. It's Scramble Before Tribal. Hi says they, have, they are a Vati family, but... They're at the end of this, they'll still be friends. Of course, lawyer Daniel has something to say. He knows his head is possibly on the chopping block and he doesn't want to scramble, but he wants to speak to each one of them. And I was like, that's not scrambling. You should do that. He knows he's going to dig his own grave. So he's like, yeah, talk, please, please go off. Oh, also, I thought it was uh, funny, um, you know, how High got the confessional where he was like, I'm actually excited to go to tribal, like we're trimming the fat, which normally is the the death knell in Survivor. But um. Lucky for high wasn't unlucky for me because I love high. <laughs> well, Danelle wants to do the same, and they're like, Yeah, to- to- let's do it. Come on, come on. The heat is on in Vati. Daniel is still pushing the narrative that Chanel did not have his back. So why should he trust her going forward? Daniel tells High that he is with him to the end. High says that he doesn't trust Chanel and believes she will be flipping immediately if they get to the merge. Is he being honest? We'll find out soon. Mike is going to tell Chanel that he will vote Daniel. He has to go. Chanel believes it's the consensus that Daniel is going home. He has one arm. He hasn't committed any challenges and going <laughs> swimming sent him over the edge. Okay. High tells Mike that whoever goes home, he'll be sleeping a little bit better. Mike says, as long as he, High, and Lydia don't go, it doesn't matter. High's going to say that Daniel and Chanel are weasels in a chicken coop. They both feel as though they've reintegrated into the tribe, but that's completely not true. So now that Mike's idol is activated, he can vote, and that makes High feel much better. They have the majority, and they can split the votes. Lydia just cannot have taken this shot like Chanel did. Lydia's going to return, and now it's time to scramble. Do we know how much time in between the person returning and tribal there is? Yeah, I, I had no idea. Um, I thought it was a little more time than it kind of was implied. <laughs> In this right. in this episode, um, my my question is because like it's light there, and then it's dark at tribal, so there has to be at least a two three hour gap in between. Yeah, yeah, I would I would really like to see the, the scheduling information on. I honestly, challenges, when this show would... is canceled, I think the producers just need to give out a tell all book. 
give us all the paperwork. You let us see everything. Let yes. us see how the show was made. Yes. Give us the raw footage. <laughs> yep. I want it. But um, right. yeah, I thought, um, you know, I made a good point. Like either way, I think they're getting rid of someone who's not going to work with them. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think Chanel is definitely the better player. <laughs> which is could be bad for high and Lydia and Mike now, which also love them as a trio. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They were targeting each other in their first vote and now they're working together, Mike and the gays. Um, But yeah, this, this was a looked, you know, Daniel called it scrambling, but I mean, you got to talk to everyone one-on-one. That's just just everyone on one. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, seem like a you know either whatever decision they make, it's gonna it's gonna benefit them. Right. Well, Lydia returns and shares that she protected her vote, same as Jenny. Lydia goes down to the beach to wash her feet. First, she's gonna chat with Chanel, who is feeling okay, knowing Mike is writing Daniel down as he has his back, his vote back. Daniel tells Lydia that he is sorry for voting for her. He's with her going forward, and then tells her that she is the queen maker. And I'm like. Oh my god, shut up. That was awkward. That was yeah, that was pretty cringe. <laughs> um, like Lydia really kno- just doing his best to suck up to her. Right. Lydia knows um, they are both nervous as they feel the other is going home. So it's High and her running the vote. High scrambles to give Lydia all the facts. He knows Daniel is comfortable and it's not Lydia. They just have to stick to the plan. And it's like lols, stick to the plan. It, that's just always gonna be funny. Yep. <laughs> There are just certain phrases that if I, ever, right, if I ever get on Survivor and I say that, I'm probably going to, the second later, be like, fuck you, Michael. Why did you say that? Yeah. <laughs> well, this Classic. vote is going to be monumental. <clears throat> Whether it's Chanel or Daniel, will determine how well High does in the game. And again, very interesting setup here because High is the one who really is shown to be in charge. How will that affect him moving forward? Yeah, it's. Uh, I think this is a really strong episode for High. Yeah. Um, I feel like that that line specifically might be foreshadowing you know mm-hmm. a fl- someone flipping on chanel now flipping on him so i'll have to see i mean he was right it's a very important vote especially if they're going in four 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 tribe numbers wise after this so yeah this this was a big vote and um i'm sure it was it was weighing weighing a lot on both him and lydia's minds of who to go out get out All right we are at tribal and Mike is asked to give an analogy from his world that captures where the tribe was at. He says once in a while, when he was a fireman, somebody on the crew maybe didn't do something they should have, but that didn't mean they didn't stick together. They will lose someone, but they are solid. Daniel gathers from that, that Mike is a team guy. Some people come in playing an individual game and he feels like you can't win survivor doing that. Mike is not that person. So back to the sucking up. High says that the game is hard and that there are five Autonomous people, so someone is being lied to. From Daniel's world, he is bad at analogies. Bad, very bad. Yeah, but he's going to jump back to Mike. Right, you would think he would be. He's this like okay. Also, Jeff Probst loves his analogy of the tribal. Like just right off the bat, that was the first question he asked to Mike. Exactly. Um, But yeah, Daniel, you know, he's kind of in the mold of like the Cochrane Aubrey, who you think would have an analogy for everything. So. It was kind of funny that he, that he just straight up was like, nope, I'm not, I'm not good at them. Well, he's going to jump back on Mike and say that when he talks about teams, it's about teams in life, and that's until the very end, and that's true according to Mike. Chanel's going to jump in and notice that friendship and survivor is coming to play as Daniel is playing to Mike's soft spot. She believes that he is milking it. She's not wrong. Yeah. 
Daniel claims that wasn't game strategy. He doesn't keep things secret like him being a leukemia survivor. He is being true to who he is. He analogizes that this is like boxing. In the game, you lie, but in real life, you don't. That's like interesting. You got one, and it's really a bad one. Um, that was an like awful analogy. Yeah, you don't go punching people in the street. No, you don't go punching people in the street, but you slap people at the Oscars. <laughs> did it. Um, Lydia says the criteria of voting tonight is each tribe will be 444 and no one has the numbers. So who can they trust the most going forward, knowing the numbers are not obvious? Hi says trust is the most valuable currency out there. There were six blind sides their last tribal. Daniel will say that unless you're one of the greatest survivor players ever, you're going to get burnt once. And unless you are one of the ones who did the burning, ask for forgiveness or you'll play a short survivor game. Okay, finally, he says something that's reasonable. Yeah, I was I was waiting for this moment. Like, I don't know. It seems like they really just danced around the whole last tribal of it all. <laughs> um, so because that, you, you know, you think that would be the, the headline of the main story. Right. coming into this one but yeah daniel finally you know actually making some sense here but mike says <laughs> right mike says his vote is strictly gameplay he wants to be friends with whoever gets voted out tonight he is playing survivor it's time to vote and we see the results are two for chanel two for daniel and one for mike oh shit this was, was fascinating <laughs> let's circle back to this in a moment because we're going to do a revote it's three for votes for Daniel. Daniel is out. We're going to learn that Chanel is the one who voted for Mike. Assuming this was a just in case the shot in the dark was played. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. That's the, yeah, I was very confused. I'm like, you're the other one in danger. Why are you doing this? But it does make sense. Um, you know, if Daniel plays his shot in the dark and there's only one vote on Chanel from him, then her vote would be enough to at least tie it. So it does make sense, obviously, um, results-based. You know, even if Daniel plays a shot in the dark, Chanel goes home in this situation because she had, um, was it Mike who also voted for her? Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's it's a smart, it's a pretty smart move. Um, I'll give it to her. Yeah. Um, but she definitely betrayed Mike. Um, she can throw it on Daniel, but she will, will she be able to recover here or is she going to have to jump ship? Um. I think she's kind of already in a position where she was considering jumping ship. I guess she could maybe. Yeah. I feel like I don't, we I, I don't think up. she can blame it on Daniel because of how the numbers fell. Um, but yeah, I think she, from her perspective, she probably should jump ship. Um, right. But who's she going to go to? <laughs> right. I mean, that's the thing is like, she can easily go to anyone and say, I'm your number. You need me. It's four, four, four. I'll right. give you the five. Uh, but then the other two can be eight, five, uh, eight, eight. So who knows? Who knows what's going to happen here? I'm bad at math. I just screwed that one up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> seven, five. Seven, but five regardless, but yeah. It'll be interesting. Things um, are very let's, fluid. <laughs> yeah. Let's get into the burning questions. First off, what is Daniel's legacy? Uh, I think he's going to remember it as just like a hot mess, super fan flame out along the lines of, uh, I mean, he did better, but. I'll even say a Jacob Derwin type. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe will a little we memorable. see? Will we see Daniel again? I don't think we will. I don't think so either. I think if we're gonna, um, you know, if we're gonna see a pre-merger, well, fingers crossed, it would be Jenny because I think she was kind of screwed yeah. by the twist of it all. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't think there's enough of those. There's also enough of the Daniel archetypes 
these days that would return over him. So True. I personally don't see it. I mean, I'm right, never going to so, say never. I think there's a point zero 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 one chance yeah. that he comes back. But yeah, probably All right, not. Next week, um, Jeff's going to be like, not merge. Drop your butts, not merge. Are we assuming we're getting an hourglass moment? I think so, which I'm not really I, happy about. I, I agree because I think we're playing uh, carbon copy games as last season. Maybe it might be a little bit of a twist, something different, but I think we're getting the same. Yeah, gist. I think, though, because I, I did see uh, that next episode is a two hour. Yes. So at least you won't have like the whole cliffhanger thing, which was so right. annoying with I mean, the, the episode of Survivor where no one gets eliminated. That was just awful. So it's like drag you know, race. Yeah. It's chocolate. <laughs> it literally is. <laughs> um so yeah, hopefully that means like it'll all happen in one episode. Um, I don't know if it'd be one or two people getting eliminated. Um, but I don't know. At least, you know, the hourglass twist was a pretty big blindside for the audience. And right. I don't think I don't think many people liked it. So at least, you know, we I guess to defend it in, in some way, like at least we know, you know, the outcome. And I think it is still really unfair twist. But if it is the hourglass twist, who in your heart would you like to see get it? To be the Erica? Yeah. Marianne. I think Marianne would be the prime. <laughs> yeah, I think Marianne would be great. And I think I, she I, would, she would, she would break it. Um, I do hope, I do actually hope that they revamp the twist a little bit because I think if you're the, in the, that position of should you break it or should you not, it always makes sense to break it if you're not going to be, if you're going to be safe in the situation where you break it. So there has to be some sort of, um, you know, equ- equity and like, oh, if you have a benefit this way if you don't break it. And then you also have the benefit here. So I think maybe if you're, if you're safe either way, and then you're basically just deciding which group is the one that's not safe. Um, yeah. Because if you're, if you're watching, yeah, last season, it was obvious. I feel like they did the whole cliffhanger, but it was pretty obvious that Erica was going to break it because uh, I think she was aware enough to know that she was the target or right. one of the targets. And like, if she's going to be safe by breaking it, then it's the obvious choice. <laughs> right now. I'm, I can't remember. I have to go back. Um, I think it was 13 people at that moment where that happened. So it made sense to have um, two split teams and then the one person going off. Obviously here we're going to have 12, so it's not going to be an even split. Going to be no, I think it was. I think it was. Was it? Um, yeah, because it was t- two teams of five and then it was Nasir and Erica and then Nasir oh, that's right, that's right. got um, taken in by the one group that won. Right, right, right. And then he, and yeah, it ended up flipping, but it was 12. Okay. Um, so I guess we're not going to be, I mean, I'm considering this the merge, like, even though Jeff likes to say, "Oh, you're not merged yet," like no, it's all they're all, all for, they're all um, on one camp, <laughs> right? It's all it's all for the preview. That's all they he knows what they're doing. Yeah. Who's in danger, girl? Um, I mean, I said this earlier. Jonathan is obviously the the you know the golden boy you know challenge beast that I think everyone sees as a threat. Um, but also, I mean, I think uh, if not him, maybe Lindsay because people will see Lindsay as tied to him. Um, I, I do think she's been playing a strong game, but, um, you know, if you're seen as the like number one ally of the big threat, then if they win, if that, if the threat wins the immunity challenge, then you're in danger. Um, who else? I mean, 
maybe Rocks Roy just for the, you know, lack of social game. Sometimes the, the first person at the merge is just the person who's not really gelling and sometimes everyone can get on the same page for that. Um, so in that lineup, I guess it could be also be Tori. Um, but yeah, with this, with this hourglass twist, I, it's hard to predict. Like in a normal merge situation, I would, I could probably narrow it down to like two, maybe three people, but yeah, it could really, depending on the, you know, the makeup of these groups, assuming that it, that's what the twist is, um, it could be really be anyone. I think there's yeah. a few people that I, I think, uh, I don't know. I'm just getting the feeling high Lydia Mike. I think they're in a strong position. Um, I don't think they're going to be seen as, as big threats yet. So my bet is, yeah, at least those three are safe. <laughs> yeah, I think it really, really, really is going to depend on how this twist plays out. Uh, obviously, it will be a game of numbers. So, like, even if they're in the, if it's five people who are no longer safe, it's going to really matter who's going to be the minority number there. Um, yeah, just kind of like how it was last season. Um, yeah, I, I think there are a couple people that I would love to see get voted out because I don't want them on the show anymore. That being said, they're the ones who are going to most likely flip, and they're going to be they're going to probably be insulated for a little bit. Um, yeah, for sure. We at least it's cool that we have these four groups of four, uh, which we've never had. I saw some tweet about this that we've never had an equal amount of three tribe configured coming in to the merge. So four, four, four. Um, I think there's one person on each tribe that's likely to flip. That being yep. Marianne, Chanel, and um, I'm not oh, Tori. Tori. <laughs> Duh. Um, so that makes it really interesting. I don't think there's a single configuration of four that will definitely stick together if there's any it'd probably be um bati the green yeah. tribe but yeah it's going to be interesting for sure and then you did allude to it earlier we do have the amulet how will that play out with um Lindsay, so yeah. drea and hi are and they going hi. to link up or are they going to be like targeting them yeah i mean so I, I have to like remember the rules a little bit but i think they're going to more likely be incentivized to i think they're probably going to have maybe two of them that would work together I, it's hard for me to see all three of them just instantly working together because of that um but yeah they're going to obviously want to have an incentive to take each other out to get the um to get something more powerful hey, uh, this is exciting this is exciting going into a merge where there's not a clear obvious decision yeah yeah it's um yeah like i said I'm, I'm enjoying the season it's been a fun pre-merge um you know some of the boots have been sad to see uh but like i think cast. we have a, a good group yeah I, I think it would be cool to have like a more of a villain i don't know who who we say the villain is right now um but you know such a likable cast sometimes there is no <laughs> um or if there is a villain i guess jonathan maybe because of you know his, his beef with marianne um yeah. or tori just because of her the way she mouths and interacts with people i mean i know yeah. she's rubbing a lot of people the wrong way but uh -huh. after five episodes the winner of the season is i am going with hi i'm gonna stick All with right. hi i mean that's okay. also a little bit of wishful thinking because i just really enjoy watching him um yeah i could actually see it off chance of mike i don't know would be kind of crazy to see um we haven't had an older man when i don't guess tony but <laughs> yeah I, I would go high um i think he's in a strong position he's um you know getting a lot of content explaining his game moves um i just hope that he made the right decision uh in getting rid of daniel over chanel yeah 
I am going to keep sticking with it. I'm going with Lindsay. Um, it's a good pick. What has she done wrong? She's done nothing wrong. She's yeah. been very silent because we've had to see some of these other players get screen time before their exits. And, and obviously she's doing very well with her tribe. I, I just, how, why would you vote her out? There's not a single reason to vote her out right now. And that's what's exciting. And I think she could skate by and she's a likable person. So. I'm yeah. I think she still. just needs. Yeah. I think, um, I think, I mean, it seems obvious that uh, Jonathan's going to get taken out early so if she can if that can happen and she can kind of be clean of that like wipe her hands clean of that and, and recover i could definitely see her um in a very strong position to win yeah and i have a feeling like some of these solo immunity challenges she may do well in yeah yeah she's definitely um got the physique for more of like the individual like kind of balance challenges yeah. that you see post-merge well fun time where can we find you on social media venmo and any projects you want to plug Venmo, yeah. Um, I'm on Instagram, Venmo as well, at Connor Howe, C-O-N-O-R-H-O-W. And Twitter, uh, Con D Howe, so C-O-N-D-H-O-W. Um, tweet a lot about reality TV for the most part and just, you know, trying to be funny sometimes. Sometimes <laughs> doing better than others. Um, yeah, nothing really. Projects I'm working on right now. Um I do want to plug, I was uh, just, I actually watched this past episode at the Bryson Wendell watch party. So they came to DC um, and it was a lot of fun. I uh, got to meet Sandra, which was great. Oh. Um, Mike from the season was also there, which was interesting. He was kind of surprised. <laughs> he wasn't allowed to be there, I'm sure, technically. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I met a few of the Big Brother people, some of the challenge people. Ayana from the challenge. I don't know if anyone watches the challenge. But she oh, was, gee. she is iconic. She is so much fun. Um, and yeah, the uh, it was fun watching the episode. It's definitely a good one to watch at a watch party. People cheered very loudly when Daniel got voted out. <laughs> they were much much more on the Chanel side of things, as was I. Um, but yeah, I know they um Bryson Wendell have been doing these watch parties a lot. Um past two seasons i know they're doing one in chicago coming up so yeah try to get to one if you can they're a lot of fun that sounds awesome well thank you so much for being here yeah thank you for having me excited to be on uh 450 and yeah excited you get to you're getting to 500 soon enough thank you a huge thanks to connor for chatting Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash block talk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Block Talk.